welcome back to This Is Whole Life. And today we have two people on the phone. We have Jeff and Ken. The Je- Jeff is about to do some traveling. Ken is actually doing some traveling while we're doing the podcast this week. So through the miracle of technology, here we are and about to take off as we continue with our third installment of our Love Is series. And this past week, we kind of decided that it wasn't boastful. But before we get too far in, we can remember at the end of last week's episode, we asked the question, what is the difference between confidence and arrogance? And we wanted to get that out there before this week's message and to see what you had to say about it. And we did get one. Oh, one. Oh, oh, I forgot. I missed church last week, which you probably didn't notice, but I was unavailable for the autographed eight by tens that Ken promised y'all from yours truly. And I have family in town this week, so I won't be here this week either. So, you know, if you came to church just for that last week, I apologize. And if you're we're planning on coming this week for it, more apologies. But maybe next week we can come up with something fun because, you know, we're just going to – well, maybe maybe a hat or – you know, we still have some tokens left, don't we, Ken? Yeah, we have some hats left. Roll up, but I, I still like the glossy of you. I'll get working on that next week and see if we can pull off an eight by – maybe just one because it's getting to that season in Florida where – it's, you know, the heat isn't quite so oppressive. I don't know if you're like me, you've got a little fire pit in your backyard and you just need something that burns real hot, real fast for a short period of time to get the fire going. This might be just a thing, Ken. Good, good thinking. I don't think so. I think that's something people want to put over top of their fireplace. <laughs> over- <laughs> frame, frame. Oh, man. See, uh, see you know, surely. I think it would be foolish to do anything otherwise. <laughs> surely you jest. But, uh, Anyway, our response came to the question from Ellie McGray, who is a faithful listener and a big fan of mine because she kind of has to be. She gave us this definition to our question. The difference between confidence and arrogance is that confidence is a good, positive self-esteem that you keep to yourself. And arrogance is telling everyone you know how great you are all the time without ceasing. (laughs) I particularly like that last part, without ceasing. (laughs) And so I was like, that's a pretty good definition. And it kind of worked into where Ken started off with the flexing. And guys, if you missed the message this week, please go back and listen. Because if you only missed the flexing part of the analogy that he brought to the message early on, you really are missing out because it was pretty good. And I look forward to the day when maybe Ken and I hit the gym together with those protein shakes he talked about and Maybe just see if we can get ripped together. That might that might be fun. <laughs> <laughs> and then we and then of course the humble brag, you know the uh, the modest or self deprecating statement with purpose that to draw attention to something you're proud of. And we also talked about the blessed boast of you know using God to point out how great things are for you for things that He's done for you. And and I kind of paraphrased one of His opening statements that when it makes another person feel less than and pushes ourselves up. That we're not being, that kind of where it's where it starts with that we're not being loving. And oh, hold on, we got uh, hold and accept. Hold on, we got Ken back. We lost Ken. Oh, Ken, you're back. Here I am. Okay, now let's mer- <laughs> see, guys. This is the kind of thing that the miracle of technology does work out eventually. Jeff, are you back? 
Yeah, I'm here. Okay, we're back. Okay, so we lost Ken for a moment. These are the uh, hazards of driving while podcasting. And right. so <laughs> – but it said, you know, that we when, another, when it makes another person feel less than and pushes ourselves up, that's really where we're not being loving. But as I was thinking about what that part of what you said, Ken, it seems like it can be pretty easy to misinterpret someone's intentions when it comes to being maybe genuinely excited or – Maybe they're feeling blessed and really feeling invigorated by God's leading in something specific in their lives. And, you know, as a community, even just within our our walls at Whole Life Church, how do we hold each other comfortable without taking the wind out of each other's sails when maybe they are, there are good things and maybe we don't know how to communicate them so well and or it's just misinterpreted? Is, is there a, a good way to approach someone that you think maybe you've just misinterpreted or is it really our business to do that? <laughs> uh, so I, I think uh, you're, what you're asking is do we need to set up a special uh, <laughs> uh, committee to, to make sure that nobody's too boastful, right? Yeah, something like that, right? I mean, if you feel yeah. like someone's going too far. Yeah. No, I, I think that probably what we need to be doing is paying more attention to ourselves and worrying a little less about uh, others. Uh, I think that I think that we've all been around somebody who um, is constantly boasting about their stuff. It becomes a little bit uncomfortable after a while just because it's just so constant, so steady. And I think that if you're in a relationship with that person, a friendship, I think it's an appropriate thing to have a conversation about that in a loving, uh, productive manner that isn't uh, trying to avoid judgment, but to explain how that particular behavior is making you feel and how it's coming across. But I think uh, I think a lot of times we uh, want to set up ourselves as some sort of moral police force, and when that's uh, not particularly part of our job description. Mm. I do think that's a that's a great question actually within a community because Ken spoke about it, and uh, it's it's something that you know we become aware of and here this is what love is but it's very difficult to try to figure out especially if you have a blind spot to your own arrogance or to your own boastfulness and then if you have that blind spot where does that play out in the community where you actually are called into accountability for that i mean that you that's a very good question so i i do think that what we you know need to realize is that the community uh, has different areas where it shows vulnerability. And this is a big, big one right here. This is where the community is vulnerable. And so it, it, it's really important that we have areas where in the community or places or uh, spots where, whether it's group life, small, you know, smaller groups, more intimate type groups, where these kind of, uh, hard, hard conversations can actually take place. Hmm. Ken's right. It's not our responsibility to just go up to anybody and say, "Hey, you're being boastful." <laughs> but in a in a in a in a community that has uh, arenas for uh, you know intimate and crucial type conversations, that's a that's a very valuable piece that you know a lot of communities don't always have. So good good call. Good question. I think we can all admit to the fact that we've all been boastful to the point of even arrogance at times in our lives. It's just something that happens and it's a part of human nature, but that there can be some confusion in that. 
And so it's just, it, it seems hard to, to really say with any degree of certainty for, just for me, I, I just feel like it's hard to pin that on someone and tell them, yeah, you're, you're being boastful. And I don't, I don't know how to, how you would approach that without really knowing for sure. I mean, sometimes it, it's maybe a little more obvious than others, but you know, I, I, that just seems very difficult. Randy, I think it's a little bit of reading the room. Generally when you're boasting, um, it's, pushing other people's heads under the water so you mm. can push your head up. That's true. Um, yep. Whereas when you're when you're happy about something happening for you, it, when you're excited about that, it's not that you're trying to make somebody else feel inferior because of what good thing happened to you. And, and there's times, though, that if you just got a job promotion and you're excited about it, it might not be the time to talk about your excitement with your colleague that was passed over for the job <laughs> yeah, promotion, right? <laughs> so it's knowing the room. It's reading the, you know, hey, nothing wrong with being excited that you got a promotion. There is something wrong with it if it's making another person feel less than. Yeah, that's um, true. By the way that you're going about doing that. And so that's, I think, the, the part that we have to really consider. We should be excited. We should be joyful. And and I'd like to think that when my friends have good things happening for them and those good things aren't happening for me, that I'm going to be able to find it in myself to be happy with them mm. and to be joyful with them and not to say, oh, well, look at you making me feel bad because of something good that happened to you. At the same time, I want to be the kind of friend that pays attention to what's happening with my friends and knows the right time to share and the right time to, to not share depending on what's happening. And so I think, Jeff, you've probably seen this happen a lot when, when you're dealing um, with young adults and, and uh, one uh, couple is trying to have children and it's just yeah. not working. And then another couple becomes pregnant and, and it's, there's that awkwardness in that relationship. The one, the one couple is extremely excited that they're, that they're going to be having a child. The other one, you can you can palpably feel the pain that they're watching. They're happy for their friends, but they're also hurting. And so that's what I think I'm trying to say when it comes to boasting. I think we need to just be aware of what's happening around us. And that's the part, that's the love that we're talking about is being aware of, of how you're making other people feel by, by how you're behaving and what you're doing. Yeah, I, I think that that's huge because in a especially in a community where, you know, you have so many different levels of success and then there's promotions and those, those different pieces to have compassion, even though you're excited for, you know, any accomplishment that you might have to have compassion over those relationships that, you know, are, are already there. And there are some, there's some sadness and some, it, even like you said, if you got a promotion or if you, you know, you got pregnant and you know that your friend's been struggling with that. I mean, those are all very sensitive things, not just being able to um, understand that my boasting or my pride or my uh, celebration at this point is going to come in, you know, going to come in the face of all of that. I, I think it's being able to be sensitive in that regard too. That's good. I had a teacher that, that I knew that, uh, told me uh, the teacher was there were a lot of well-off people 
and uh, they were working with younger children, I think maybe kindergarten in age. And what was interesting to me is they said that they had one child in that classroom that did not come from a background that would provide a lot of financial stability. And at the beginning of every school year, this child would listen to all the wonderful things that happened over the summer for the other kids in that class. And then this kid would make stories up about the places they'd been and the things they'd seen because they're so aware of what they didn't, what they weren't getting and what wasn't happening for them. And I think that's one of the things that we as adults need to be aware of. Again, there's nothing wrong with doing wonderful things for our kids over the, over the summer or, you know, Christmas. But I think, again, it's just being aware of those that may be on, maybe out on the margins and, and may not have the same opportunities. And, and just training our children. And that's, I'll tell you, that's one of the things actually that's really impressed me about Whole Life Church. And, and it's something I've, I've heard from people at Whole Life Church is that when you go to Whole Life Church, that there's just a sense of commonality no matter what your position is. Like, we've obviously got people who are incredibly successful financially, personally, across the board. But, but one of the things that I love about Whole Life is that when we come together to worship, I think that if you, I know when I walked in, I could not point out who was who. And I've been in other churches where it's very obvious who is who. And so I, I really appreciate that about whole life, that, that there is a, I believe, a real commitment to to equality and to caring about each other and caring about each other's feelings and making sure that we don't think that just because, just because I'm the senior pastor of the church that I'm better than the associate pastors or anybody else, that I'm, I'm just... I'm an equal with everybody else, and, and that's what I think. I, I really appreciate, and I want to make sure that we always keep that going because that's so important. I yeah. like I like that because. There's so many times when it feels like, you know, the world around us, it's us versus them. It's the rich versus the poor, the successful versus the not so successful and all the little compartments from social media on down that we can put ourselves in to compare and contrast. But like you said, when we're when we're worshiping together, when we're playing together, maybe a gym night, when we're doing Lake Day or, you know, we're involved or we're just involved in each other's lives outside of church you don't get that feeling that someone else is thinking like you don't fit in this box because our tax bracket is different or our zip code is different or you're a pastor and I'm a lay person and you know you're biblically superior and somehow you don't matter or any of the things that we can get trapped into and then to on the on the other side to just be so compassionate to think that in my joy or in my success like you said, read the room and, and kind of temper that for where you are and who you're with. And and obviously we may not know everyone's situation, but maybe it's just best to to be a little bit tempered unless you're only in a group of people you absolutely know will just relish in your joy and it won't bring anybody down. I think that's good advice. So yeah, there, oh, go ahead. there was an instance uh, years and years and years ago with a physician who came and said, you know, I... I have never been in a church, this is to Ken's remark, I've never been in a church where I felt like I was finally, and this he was one of the, he was actually the, the chief physician at the hospital. He's never been in a church where I finally felt like 
I, you know, I didn't have to, you know, cause, cause we've done away. We've, we've tried to do away with titles. Uh, we, we don't, you know, if you're a doctor with a congratulations for getting your doctorate and congratulations, getting your degrees and so forth, but degrees do not, you know, create healthy equality sometimes within relationships. And, uh, so we tried to minimize, uh, your titles, so to speak. And it's just, we'd kind of go on first name basis. And he was, he came to us and said, man, could you guys keep this up? Because I finally feel like I, I can actually have real relationships here with the church. And I think it's important. It's huge. Isn't it? Because instead of treating somebody like the job that they are, we treat them as the human being that God created them as. Yeah. You, yeah. Are, you are a person outside of your title, outside of who you are. And that's, and that's, I think, such a Christian concept if we, unfortunately, but not well practiced often, but it's a Christian concept. I mean, Jesus speaking says, don't let anybody call you rabbi. Don't let anybody call yeah. you yeah. Jesus really was big on, on people not making too much of themselves. Because the truth of the matter is that anything good I accomplish in life is because I've been blessed by God in some way. And, and so really then everything good, everything wonderful, it's just a gift from God. And so I need to go ahead and recognize that, be grateful for it. And, and at the same time, make sure that I don't think that that, that the gifts that I've been given in some way make me superior. I actually believe when God gives gifts, it's because he gives them believing that a person can actually use them in a positive way to make the world a better place. And, um, and, and that's that's what the purpose of these gifts are. Yeah, I love that. And yep. I, I love that analogy, Jeff, because in most cases, you would assume the story you were just telling wouldn't be true to that extent of it being the doctor, because usually we want to celebrate and we want to hold that person up to a higher pedestal, when in reality, it's like, I just want to be this. I'm the same as everyone else. What I do doesn't define me. And it shouldn't it shouldn't define, you know, for you, it shouldn't define me either. And I think that's a that's a really good reminder that we all just want to be seen and felt and understood as who we are. Yeah, exactly. I, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Well, I had a question because you, uh, a couple of the verses you used this week, Ken, First Corinthians one thirty one, and these are from the New Living Translation, said, "Therefore, as the Scriptures say, if you want to boast, boast only about the Lord." And then I was like, well, does God need us or want us to boast for him? I mean, it doesn't seem like that would be something so great. And what would we boast about? And then in Jeremiah 9.24, it kind of answers the question. But those who wish to boast should boast in this alone, that they truly know me and understand that I am the Lord who demonstrates unfailing love and who brings justice and righteousness to the earth, and that I delight in these things. I, the Lord, have spoken. But, I mean— but those who wish to boast, that's just that just seemed kind of weird to me. Would it be would it be better if we just like avoided boasting in general, even if it's about God, so we don't even put ourselves in that place to maybe get good at it and then accidentally go, Oh, I guess I'm boasting about me now. I'm 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 kind of forgetting about the God part of this. Well yeah, but let me let me say this. So I have discovered the best gelato place in maybe the maybe in the United States. Ooh, Ken, okay. tell me more. Yeah, it's uh, and I I need to uh, Jeff can uh, it's 
Uh, it's off of, uh, what, Jeff, do you remember what road that's off of, the gelato place I'm talking about? Because we've talked about this. Yeah, that's right off of 436. On, it's 436 in Douglas there. Oh, yeah. it's close to us. So if you've ever traveled to Italy, uh, the gelato in Italy is like nothing I've ever experienced before until I found this place. And the guy who runs it is Italian, and he imported all of his equipment from Italy, and he gets all his ingredients from Italy. So if you want like true Italian gelato, that's where you want to go. Oh, yeah, right. from Venice. I mean, it's really good. And yeah. I know that everybody's like, okay, so this must be some sort of paid advertising. What does this have to do with boasting? <laughs> but let, me go ahead and, let me go ahead and tell you something, though. When you find something that you really like, you love to share it with other people, right? Yep. And so for me, I, I love telling people about this guy because I do not want him to go out of business. I want, <laughs> I want him to stay in business. It's a little selfish. I'm not going to lie. Don't take Ken's gelato, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, this place has got to stay in business. I love it. And so that's what God's trying to say is like, if I'm so good to you, what do you want to tell other people so they can experience it? I, mm. I recommend mm. the gelato place to my friends because I'm not at all afraid that they're, they're going to have it. If you go, it's the, it's just awesome. It's such good gelato. And I want you to experience it because I think it's delicious. And I think it's going to make your, your life better. And like, why don't we feel that? I, I, that's what I want. When I experience God, I want other people to have that experience because I know how good God has been to me. I know what a difference he makes in my life. And so if I'm going to boast, I want to boast about God because I know that if you can experience God in his fullness and experience what I'm experiencing, your life is going to be better. And so I believe that's really what uh, Paul is trying to say um, in that text that we're talking about. Is if you want to boast about something, boast about God who's going to make people's lives better. Boast about what he's done for you and and how your life is changed and how you are a better person because of what God has done in your life. Mm, I, I like that. And because I understand Ken's love of ice cream and gelato and Ken actually tried to take me to this place, but he was closed the day we went. <laughs> yeah. It is a good place. Open in the e- yeah. He's open in the evenings, not at lunchtime, which is when we tried to go. That's but right. We're going to get there, okay? We're going to get there. Happen. <laughs> and you know what? Maybe we should do a podcast meetup at the Gelato Place to make sure it doesn't go out of business. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> the pizza place right the pizza place right next door is actually not bad either. All right, all right. Prom- now come on. We're promoting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> come on. Now we're doing dinner and dessert. Okay, guys. So, you know, we're gonna have to pick a date upcoming here, and we're gonna pick a date and we're gonna go for pizza and gelato because it's next door to each other. It's literally park once, eat twice, and waddle back to your car. That's what we're gonna yeah. do. You know, at some point, Randy, I think this uh, this podcast may have a spinoff of ice cream places or something. Because we talk about ice cream an awful lot. We do. In this podcast. I'm just saying. Just saying. Um, and a little I, uh, spinoff uh, ice cream shops of, of Central Orlando. Florida. That's right. That's perfect. Well, one of the things this about this message that I really, really enjoyed, and, and we can't talk about it because it's not going to be the same. But what I want you to do is go to wholelife.church and watch last week's message if you missed it. Ken put on the stage a framed picture that was absolutely beautiful of you and Rochelle. And he used it as an illustration. And the way he did it was perfect. And so just trying to explain it and without seeing the picture, it's just not going to make the same impact. So if you missed the message, 
please go back and and check out that reference. It's towards the end of the message, but if you missed the message, check it out in whole. It was very, very good, and it was very insightful, and using that as that reference point really, really kind of brought everything together. So before we run out of time, let's start grabbing our questions from the Q&A because we had a ton of questions this week, and uh, let's jump into them. Paul Wakaiva said, does it seem like some of the apostles in the Bible came across as a little teeny bit boastful? (laughs) I like that. A little teeny bit boastful. What do you think? Oh, I mean, is there any doubt that Paul comes across that way? I mean, (laughs) definitely. And here here Paul is talking about not being boastful, right? (laughs) It shows we've all got a little work to do, right? And then Peter bragging about how he's not going to betray Jesus, and then he goes and does it. And yeah, I think that I think that that we get some of that. And I also think that it's easy to um, read into a different culture that we're not familiar with um, things that may or may not really be there. And uh, and I think that's one of the things we have to do with Paul when we read his writings. We have to use a little bit of discernment. We have to understand a little bit of the culture, and then I think you have to read it in context. Sometimes Paul is being very facetious in what he's saying. Um, so anyway, but yeah, they, do they come across that? Yeah, <laughs> I think they do. And then, do I yeah. think that they are? I don't necessarily know that. I don't, I don't know whether Paul struggled with that issue or not, but it sure seems like he might have. <laughs> yeah, I, I do think it's a different culture, too. If I, you know, I'm in different culture. You know, you're even in a different culture, even in the United States, when you're talking with children, right? Because I, I do think there's a there's a side to this that is probably not seen the same way in in the in the settings that they are, they are in. So uh, it's it's what seems to be boastful. And even now, I, and I think now I look at sports today as opposed to sports when I was a kid. And my dad would point it out to me, you know, in terms of. The, you know, and seeing professional sports now, he says they're just, they're all self-promotional and arrogant <laughs> and because the culture has shifted a little bit in terms sure. of how, how we, you know, how we promote ourselves or boast about ourselves. So yeah. yeah. Back in the day, it was always act like you've been here before, right? That's what the coach yeah, would tell exactly. the players when they were too outlandish. Yeah. And now it's, now it's celebrated. So definitely a different yeah. time, even in just that short period. Uh, Retha Nellis, and I think we answered your question already, Retha. She said, didn't God say to be humble? So why do we have to boast? And I think we just answered that question just before we started into the Q&A. And so let's move on to the next one. Trafina asked, there are a lot of kinds of boasting. How to keep track of them all and not exhibit them? From Zo- And that was from Zoe Brown. Sorry. How do we keep track of the different kinds of boasting or is it situational that we find ourselves in boasting or is there really different kinds that we have to watch out for to make sure and, you know, to keep tabs on ourselves? Hmm. I think if we're worried about that, one of the good things we can do is find a person that loves us and that we love and ask them to be, um, to keep us accountable. <laughs> there you go. I think that that's one of probably the best ways to do it. I think that, I think Jeff said it a little earlier that we all have these blind spots. We don't really realize how we're coming across or what we're saying or, yeah. um, or sometimes we just don't realize what we're really doing. We don't really stop to think about it. So I think that if we, if we truly care about this, if this is a concern for us, that one of the things that we can do is find a person in our life that we trust to, to hold us accountable to how we're behaving. Yeah. 
Okay, so here's a good one. Uh, this is from Trafina. The last one I said was from this is actually from Trafina. The last one was from Zoe. Trafina asked, how do we help someone who is arrogant but does not know or believe that they are? Or is that not our job? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I answered this one uh, during the Q&A. So, Jeff, I'm going to let you go ahead and uh, <laughs> give a better answer. Was this a double down? Okay. Yeah, I, you know that again. This is a. This is. Do you have that right? First of all, I mean, are you in a setting where this is appropriate? Are you? Do you have a relationship with this person that can handle a conversation like that? Mm, yeah. Those are all questions because if you're trying to be compassionate with someone and you're actually, I mean, because a lot of times this comes across wrong. Oh yeah, for sure. If you don't have the right relationship, usually they'll, they'll get become defensive if the context is wrong. But if you're genuinely caring for somebody that you believe to be, you know, boastful in, the, in a wrong way or so, I mean, I, I think it's damaging sometimes, even what parents do to their children. When their children are genuinely excited about something that they've done or accomplished, and then the parent would come across as you know, shutting them down or shutting their Scolding joy down even, because, yeah. yeah, for, you know, for being boastful. And I think, I think that's a wrong, that's a wrong context. If the person, again, it's always going to be one person's idea of what it is. And so I, to be honest with you, I think you need to be extremely careful. I think you should wait for a, a, an opportunity for that person to ask you and say, Hey, did, did, did that come across wrong? Or how did you interpret that? I think those are times you can step in and speak into somebody's life. But boy, I'll tell you, it's it, it's a really difficult time to think that you can speak into somebody's life if you have no, you know, real uh, previous relationship with them. I, I think it's a wrong move. That's just me personally. No, I, th- I think you're right. And I think it's also glass houses as long as you, maybe yeah, th- maybe yeah. this isn't your thing, but we all have something and it's pretty easy for someone to feel like, man, why are you throwing rocks at me? I, I see your stuff just like you see my stuff. And you yeah. know, and that makes it hard. It, it's hard to, to speak into that. Like you said, unless someone opens the door for you, like, oh, maybe that didn't sound right. How, what do you think? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And most of the time you're going to get a defensive response. That's probably Most true. of the time. Yeah. Yeah. So my guess would be if you genuinely care, that's, that's where you have to check your own heart first. If you genuinely care for that person, I would, I would probably wait for that opportunity. Yeah, so. it's probably good advice. All right. Our last one was from Lynn Jarese. She said, what about the people that want no notoriety for anything? They choose to stay behind the scenes. They don't want credit for anything. I feel that when God wants to elevate someone, it's going to be noticeable without the boasting. Is that something that we just see? Is there, is there something that we see in them differently when God chooses to, to do that in their lives? I think that goes to the Bible text that we use that uh, talks about that God lifts up the humble in, mm. in due time. Yeah. yeah. And so I think that that is, I think that the important point is we made in that question, and that is that if God needs us to be seen, he'll make sure we're seen. Otherwise, probably one of the things that we can work on is just allowing God to be the one, allowing God to be our hype man rather than thinking we need to be <laughs> our own hype man. <laughs> yeah, it's probably not as much fun or as often as it would be if we did it, right? 
<laughs> yeah, right. I, I think God noticed too that uh, I think that one of the things that we often see in so many lives is that when we really think we are getting somewhere and we're, we're something special, those are the times where we often make some pretty big mistakes, mistakes. in our life. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. So, All right. Well, the last uh, comment we had was from Jahimi, who said, if there's anything to boast about, it's to boast about Christ. And so there you go. He had it. He had it right on. So this week he did nail it this week. We didn't have any whole life reflections, but that just opens the door to did we miss anything? Was there anything that after the message you've thought about more in depth and you'd want to let us know what that is? You can always reach out to us, 407-965-1607 by text or voicemail and remain anonymous in that method. Or you can email podcast at wholelife.church and we would love to read or share your comments on the next podcast. And our final thoughts are from the closing to Ken's message. And this was from first service. I don't know if you uh, duplicated it at second, but he said, I want you to know that you don't have to be perfect at love to try to practice it. We all have these little issues that we deal with in our life that we work on. We pray and turn them over to God and say, I know this is an issue and I give you permission to work in it in your way and in your time. And he will. That's pretty reassuring when you stop and think about all the things that we, you know, not just love, but all the things we really should be just on a daily basis giving over to God. And at the end, in his time, in his way, and he will. I just, I, that really felt good to finish this message with, to just a, a good reminder that we all probably should uh, just be reminded of on a fairly regular basis. All right. Next week, we are in week four. What are we doing next week, Ken? What are we looking at? Well, let's just uh, let's not be rude, okay? So that's, uh, Whatever. That's the, the bottom line. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, exactly so there you go there you go so we're uh, we're gonna be talking and it's actually gonna be a fun one because it, it different translations put it different ways but uh, basically the idea is that love knows how to properly behave mm. so does this mean i have to quit hanging up on jeff when he calls in and he doesn't come to the studio <laughs> if you're doing it on purpose you probably ought to oh okay yeah. okay there so we go. Like, <laughs> so it's a matter of heart then Oh, man. <laughs> Most things are. <laughs> Most things are. All right. Well, you know, I, I appreciate both of you. I know there's a ton going on today for both of you and to uh, to join us here, even by phone. And the, thank you all that are listening for giving us a little grace with the uh, with the connection issues. And this is how we roll. We make sure that each week we get to dive in and dig a little deeper. And, of course, we always would love to hear your comments. So, again, make sure that if you have something to say, swipe up in today's show notes and all the contact information is there and let us know what you're thinking. So that's going to do it for this week. Don't forget to, if you missed the message, you can watch it online at wholelife.church. You can catch it on anywhere you listen to podcasts with Speaking of Grace. And we'll be back next Wednesday, and we'll try not to be rude about it, right? There you go. Okay. Thank you, Randy. We appreciate you too. Ah, Thank you. All right, guys. Have a great day. And thanks for listening, guys. Have a great week.